Hi, Liam. Oh, my God. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> um, thank you for filling in for me last week. Oh, my pleasure. living it up in paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I miss? Did anything important happen? Oh, my God. Um, let's see. Well, obviously with me. So, like, I've just been, like, drinking a ton of water, mm-hmm. just trying to get, like, a lot of rest. Mm-hmm. And it, like, does kind of pain me to be the one to break this news to you, Brooke. But you do know the queen died. What? No, obviously they have news in Mexico. So yes, I know that. Um, And I'm sure we all know that by now. Queen Elizabeth II died last week after a seven decade long reign. And right now the British are both mourning and celebrating her life in the midst of the first state funeral that's been staged in 70 years. Yeah. And as we're learning, there are several phases to a state funeral. And right now we're in phase two. The queen is lying in state at Westminster Hall where her royal subjects can pay, you know, their last respects. Yeah, so it's all leading up to the Queen's final send-off, which is on Monday, and it'll culminate with the funeral service and her burial. And just like when all of us non-monarchy types lose a loved one, Elizabeth's passing has brought together the whole royal family, and that's specifically geographically, not emotionally. Yeah, and which is great news for us because we do love some messy family drama. I mean, it's the best, truly. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And filling in for Arisha Skidmore-Williams, I'm Liam Garrow. It's Thursday, September 15th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like you're just failing? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life feeling like I'm failing. It's appropriate, though, because failure in all its forms is the whole point of my new podcast, Fail Better. I'm joining forces with Lemonada Media to explore the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. As someone who has experienced my own set of personal and professional defeats, I've always been intrigued by how those failures influenced my journey, sometimes for the better. And I know I'm not alone in those wonderings. So each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, thinkers, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalyst for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Life is full of personal wins, whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list. Winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the Personal Price Plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Give me that, give me that hot 
Okay, Richie, so that's the processional music, which is played by the Band of the Scots Guards and the Grenadier Guards yesterday in London. And fun fact, they're on Spotify. <laughs> Guys, check them out and don't forget to pre-save. Pre-save, that means the world. I mean, it, they really are on Spotify, which is to me like... No, stop. Wait, really? Yes. <gasps> Love. <laughs> um, so this was part of the ceremonial procession in which the Queen's coffin... Uh, is transported in an open carriage from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Hall. As we know, Queen Elizabeth II died last week at the ripe old age of 96. Yes, and so the carriage, known as the George Gun Carriage, was drawn by seven black horses in a procession that took about 40 minutes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we love something that wraps up in under an hour. Yeah, I mean... It's no Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but... But, you know, and... They did it. It wishes. (laughs) The Queen's coffin was placed uh, in the Palace of Westminster, where it will lie in state. And I actually was, like, not really sure what that means. So for people who just need, like, a little bit of clarity on that, Mm -hmm. lying in state is basically, like, this tradition where the body of a deceased official is placed in a state building, right? And then either outside or inside of the coffin... You know, they're sort of put there to allow the public to, like, go and pay their respects. Uh, And yes. And so that's where the coffin is going to be until uh, Monday, where then there will be, like, the funeral service with the burial. Right. And, you know, mourners really have been, like, lining the hell up to pay their respects. Because, like, I have to tell you, the lineup to the coffin, I'm not kidding. It's being reported that it is already over two miles long. Jeez. And government officials have actually warned people that there could be a 30-hour wait time to actually see the queen. That's... Couldn't be me. I'm not even waiting in line that long to ride the Haunted Mansion. You won't even see me line up for brunch, Brooke. And you know I love brunch. (laughs) I know. That's saying something. That really means something. Um, So as we'd expect, uh, the procession was, of course, a royal family affair. It brought out all four of the queen's children, Prince Andrew, Prince Edward, Princess Anne, and then, of course, the newly appointed King Charles. Mm -hmm. Uh, They all walked behind their mother and they accompanied her casket all the way to Westminster. And, you know, of course, all the grandkids were there because, you know, they bring the best drama. Oh, no question. And, you know, because apparently there's been, like, this royal rift is what, it, you know, is what it's been called between yeah. Prince William and Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. And really, obviously, this has all, like, germinated ever since Meghan Markle, Harry's wife, of course, sat down and really spilled, like, all the royal family tea yeah. to Oprah in March of last year. And not long after the interview, William and Harry were seen in their grandfather, Prince Philip's funeral. But different than the procession yesterday, like... They were actually separated by their cousin, Peter Philip, which to me really gives like dysfunctional family at Thanksgiving vibes. Like, you know, if ever you've had to do like a seating chart, it's like, (laughs) well, we can't put Pauline next to Carl. You know what I mean? Like, it very much had that vibe. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like we said yesterday, they were walking side by side. And, you know, I think some people were kind of like, ooh, does this maybe mean there's like some kind of reconciliation? Mm -hmm. But it's maybe looking like that's not the case because a professor at the University of London, Pauline McLaren, said, I don't see this as a sign of repairing their relationship. But I see it more as a symbolic gesture to show respect for both their late grandmother and their father, the new king. The new king, by the way, apparently the Daily Mail said, as a quick aside, that he had to, like, corral them to do this, like, over a phone call. And I like to think that that phone call literally was like, hi, can you just be British and push down your feelings and just show up and do this, please? My God. Yeah. Well, I will say, William walked closer to Harry than he did his own wife. So, I mean, maybe something's happening there. (laughs) 
I mean, listen, <laughs> body language experts <laughs> slide into our DMs. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching a TikTok about that whole thing. It's like, William and Kate are truly just like so cold to each other. It doesn't read as being very amicable. I'll say that. No, it really doesn't. But, you know, can we blame her? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just Harry and William's side-by-side appearance that caused a stir. Um, No. Prince Andrew has been keeping a pretty low profile ever since he did that just (laughs) truly disastrous interview with the BBC. They questioned him about his affiliation with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Um, But yesterday, he did make a rare public appearance, and I don't think it went the way he hoped. (laughs) Um, I would say not, because during the procession, this, like, young 22-year-old man in the crowd shouted, Andrew, you're a sick old man. Mm -hmm. And he was then, as you can imagine, promptly removed from the crowd, and he was pulled down to the ground before being detained by police. Disgusting! So the heckler, you know, who's later arrested for breach of the peace, which can earn him up to 12 months in prison and or up to a 5,000 pound fine. I mean, I don't like, come on. The, the way they like tackled yeah. him to the ground, was that necessary for just yelling something? I mean, I seldom think when the police tackle people to the ground, well, it's really that necessary. I mean, I'll just say that. And also, I'm going to say this too. If it had been me in that crowd and I, if I had like seen Prince Andrew, I would have just been like, flop. <laughs> you, you sorry, flop. Yeah, you took an yeah. L, man. Take an L. I mean, listen, yeah. this 22-year-old man made points, okay? And that's it. That's it. That's Honestly, it. points were made. And points were made. This is how that goes sometimes. Yeah. So the heckler, though, was actually a part of a very small minority. Like, you, I, there was some random guy that pushed him. Like, did you see yeah. that? Like, th- that yeah. guy was mad for no reason, too. I know. It's like, you know what, sir? Don't, like, clout chase, okay? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so most of the spectators in the crowds uh, that lined the procession waited, like you said, for hours and hours, yeah. sometimes in the rain overnight. Yeah. Um, and they were there because they wanted to honor their queen. Hopefully, I'm, I will be able to say in my heart everything I want to say to her by looking at her coffin, feeling that she's actually there and that she can hear me. Um, it's going to be very emotional. I don't know whether I'll shed a tear or not. I don't know what to expect. Um, I've never sort of had this experience before. Um, but I'm going to try and enjoy the moment, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of sorrow there too. So clearly the Queen's death affected a lot of people, understandably. But it actually wasn't just the non-royals who were getting emotional over the Queen's death. During the service, Harry was actually seen, like, wiping tears away. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, he and Meghan, they're approaching the casket. And, like, Kate Middleton and, uh, you know, Meghan, they were, like, also there. They were seen, you know, blinking back tears during the service. And Prince William also looked emotional. Like, it's very funny. Like, we were just talking about, <laughs> like, wow, he seems, like, kind of stoic and, like, a little <laughs> shut off. And then, like, yeah. even he was kind of, like, really seeming to, like drum it up a little, which, you know, is kind of interesting because I don't think this is a group of people who we tend to think of as being like, I don't know, yeah. that like in touch with that side of themselves. You know what I mean? Well, what you may not have seen, and I, I caught a quick glimpse of this, they were all passing around a tear stick. So. Oh, and you know what? If you looked closely, you could actually see Meghan Markle just clutching a small shard of glass in the palm <laughs> yeah. of her hand. <laughs> yeah, she had an onion in her purse. Um, oh, so smart. So... 
obviously, these ceremonies are part of a really long-standing tradition in the UK. Um, but, you know, the world is kind of moving in a more modern direction. We've been told. Yeah, so so they say. Yeah. You know, there's a new monarchy in England now. Do you think this is the last we see of this kind of traditional, old-fashioned send-off? Well, you know, it's interesting because I think for a family that leans and has leaned so heavily on tradition, like, they're saying, like, they want to move into this more modern world. And even, mm-hmm. like, you know, as we are about to eventually embark on Prince, or now, I guess, King Charles's coronation, like, even they have said, like, no, we want to sort of, like, reflect a more modern world. We want to do, you know, like like a very slimmed-down ceremony. They wanted to reflect modern times. And so it's interesting, now that we are kind of moving out of this era of the old guard, as it were, mm-hmm. I do wonder, actually, if there's a kind of, like, this kind of formality, if maybe this will start to shift over time. But also, it's like, you know, we're dealing with a very old institution and yeah. one that really does kind of prop itself, in a lot of instances, I think, on ritual. Yo, God, 100%. I, I yeah. don't see this stuff going away, like, you at don't. all. No, no. they, God, they just love this shit, you know? They love old shit. <laughs> like, it's they truly, lo- yes. like, that's the most proper way to say it. They love old shit. They do. Well, and it's so foreign to us because, of course, like, in Canada and in the States, like, we don't have this. And it's no. in moments like this where when I see England, I'm like, England not only feels sometimes like another country, obviously it is, but like it feels like another world. <laughs> it does. Where I'm just like, wow, we, like when someone really important dies here, it's like they maybe get like 10 seconds on Entertainment Tonight at the end of the episode. I know. Well, yeah, uh, America, I mean, I know you and I are both in two different countries too, but mm. America, I feel like goes out of its way now to do things new. Just like, you know, shooting mm. cannons into the air to say you're having a girl. <laughs> like, it's like, come on, like, let's yeah. all just relax. So, you know what, as as you've said previously, let's all just take a beat. Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah. take a beat. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Liam Garrow, filling in for Arisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends, we've got the hot goss. If you like Rich and Daily, you can listen to every episode ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.